might be slow in here today. Y'all scared? Y'all scared? You scared of the person you sit beside? Then get up, move. in your Bibles to the Old Testament book of 2 Chronicles chapter 20 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and beginning with verse 1 as recorded in the New International Version of the Scriptures we have these words written. After this, the Moabites and the Ammonites with some of the Munites came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. Some people came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Edom from the other side of the Dead Sea. It is already in Hazazon, Tamar, that is, and Gedi. Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord, and he proclaimed the fast for all Judah. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord, Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. Verse 5, then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in the front of the new courtyard and said, Lord, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand. And no one can withstand you. Our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever? to the descendants of Abraham, your friend. They have lived in it and have built in it a sanctuary for your name, saying, if calamity comes upon us, whether the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name and will cry out to you in our distress and you will hear us and save us. Verse 10 But now here are men from Ammon, Moab, and Mount Zion whose territory you would not allow Israel to invade when they came from Egypt. So they turned away from them and did not destroy them. See how they are repaying us by coming to drive us out of the possession you gave us 
as an inheritance. Verse 12. Our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. The word of God to the people of God. After the next selection from our praise team, I want to briefly talk to you today from the subject. When you don't know what to do. When you don't know what to do. Jehoshaphat prayed. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Sing, praise to
Can you sing healing for your soul? Healing for your soul. Healing for your mind. Healing for your mind. If you're heavy laden. If you're heavy laden, come. There is peace for troubled times. Healing for your soul.
we will still have moments that come upon us when we say, I don't know what to do. Especially when it appears that problem after problem is coming our way. When the enemies of the kingdom of God are massing against us. And it feels like God has separated himself from us. It is at those times that it's easy for us to deduce that I don't know what to do. Come on, my brothers and sisters. Snatch your halos off. Is there anybody in here who is watching or listening who is honest enough to say, Pastor Wood, I have had my share of I don't know what to do moments. I've had my share of I don't know what to do situations. How many of us have thrown up our hands in the midst of our troubles? How many of us have thrown up our hands and said, I don't know what I'm going to do about this or about that. Let me let you in on a secret. You are not the first, nor will you be the last person who will have to cry out, I don't know what to do. As long as you have breath in your body, you will suffer moments of being unsure of what your next step will be. Am I right about it? In our scriptural text this morning, we find that King Jehoshaphat has a situation where he feels that he does not know what to do. He and the nation of Judah are being marched upon by three different armies. The Moabites, the Ammonites and the Munites are coming to wage war against King Jehoshaphat and the Israelites. I said there were three armies. Somebody say three armies. Three armies who are coming against King Jehoshaphat and the Israelites. Now, 
my brothers and sisters, it is tough enough to have one enemy coming against you. But three, that's what the Bible says, that three armies are coming against King Jehoshaphat. And listen, I don't know about you, but Mary, most of the time, I can handle when I am faced with a single problem or a single enemy. But when I'm faced with a multitude of problems, when I'm faced with a multitude of enemies, desperation sets in on me. I'm just being honest. When I see several giants in my land, I am subject to have a I don't know what to do moment. And guess what? You too. Is there anybody here who knows what I'm talking about? Well, the Bible says when King Jehoshaphat got word that these three armies were coming, King Jehoshaphat did not call a military tribunal. He did not call a political forum to discuss what was about to take place. But the Bible says that King Jehoshaphat called a prayer meeting. He called the entire nation of Judah to come to the temple in Jerusalem and he declared a fast and told the nation to cry out to the Lord for help. <laughs> here, my brothers and sisters, we discover the first thing that we must do when we don't know what to do. And that is pray. Somebody say pray. pray. The Bible says that King Jehoshaphat inquired of the Lord. In other words, he prayed. And I don't know about you, but I pray that God will send us, I'm talking about the United States, a leader or a president like King Jehoshaphat that knows the power of prayer. I pray for a president 
our country back to the discipline of prayer. With all of the craziness that is happening in our country, let me suggest to you that our only hope is a return back to God and to righteousness. It is only God and the people of God who can turn this nation around for the good. King Jehoshaphat prayed. He understood that his only hope for help for his nation was in the Lord. So he prayed and led his nation to pray. And for those who are listening and watching today, I want to declare to you that if nobody else still believes in the power of prayer, I still believe in the power of prayer. I want to know, do you still believe in the power of prayer? Minister Lucas, I still believe that prayer changes things. I believe that prayer changes people, changes situations, changes circumstance. I still believe that the words that God spoke to the Israelites in 2 Chronicles 714 when King Solomon dedicated the temple that he and the Israelites built for God. Remember what God said? If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then, somebody say then, I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal them that I still believe in the power of prayer. Oh, yes. Lest I keep you too long. When you don't know what to do, first thing is pray. But the second thing you need to do, when you don't know what to do, is remember what God has done in the past. All right, all right, all right. 
Y'all still with me? When you don't know what to do, remember what God has done in the past. King Jehoshaphat prays in verse 6. Listen what he says. Lord, the God of our ancestors. Hold it right there. King Jehoshaphat recognizes that having God's presence and help did not start with him. But that God was with his ancestors. In other words, God had helped his people in the past. Mm, 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 mm. He helped his ancestors. Listen, somebody shared with King Jehoshaphat the good news of how God worked and delivered his people in the past. You don't believe me? Just listen to the prayer that King Jehoshaphat prayed. He said, Lord, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand. And no one can withstand you. Our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of the land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? God, they have lived in it and building it a sanctuary for your name, saying, if calamity comes upon us, whether the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name and will cry out to you in our distress. And you will hear us and save us. King Jehoshaphat reminds God of the things that were taught to him. He reminds God of how he acted in the past. And I don't know about you, but I am so glad that I had people 
in my past who taught me about God. I thank God for my ancestors who passed down to me the things of God. Thank God, deacons, for the big mamas. <laughs> Thank God for the mothers and fathers who taught us by their godly examples why we should trust in the Lord. I thank God for the scriptures that they shared with me. I thank God for the songs that they sung to me. Thank God for the words of encouragement that they gave to me. I don't know about you, but I remember when Grandma and others used to sing in times of hardship and despair. They'd sing the Lord will make a way somehow. I remember grandma singing, I will trust in the Lord until I die. I remember them singing, no, never alone. He promised never to leave me, never to leave me alone. I remember them singing, I'm going through with the Lord's despised few. And then I remember the song we all heard. Precious Lord, take my hand, lead me on. Y'all remember them? I thank God for the faith of our ancestors. But listen here, when we look back over our lives, and if we really think things over, we can truly say that we've been blessed. We also have a testimony. We have a testimony of how good God has been to us. Am I right about it? Hasn't God opened up some closed doors for you? Hasn't he made a way out of no way for you? Hasn't he supplied all of your needs? Hasn't he healed your body when you were sick. Hasn't he taken care of you? The hymn writer wrote, be not dismayed whatever be time. God will, I said God will, I said God will take care of you. Well, the Bible says that when King 
Jehoshaphat came to the conclusion of his prayer. He said to God, our God, will you not judge this vast army that is attacking us? For we have no power to face this vast army. We do not know what to do. If Jehoshaphat would have stopped there, there would have been no hope. There would have been no occasion of trust. But King Jehoshaphat concluded, but our eyes are on you. And as I close this message, it is refreshing to me to hear a brother admit that he does not know what to do. Even though he is the king of Israel, he doesn't act like he has it all together. He doesn't act like that he has to put on a good face toward the nation. But he admits that this situation has gotten the best of him and that he needs God's divine help. And let me say right here, that some of us need to admit to God that we don't know what to do. And check this out. God already knows that we don't know what to do. But all he wants us to do is what King Jehoshaphat did. And that is keep our eyes on him. Keep your eyes on God. King Jehoshaphat in essence is saying to God, God, I don't know how you're going to work it out. But I'm going to keep my eyes on you. I'm going to shift my focus off my problems and focus my eyes on you. Why, King Jehoshaphat? Should we keep our eyes on God? Well, he is a way maker. He is a promise keeper. He is a light in the darkness. He is a strong tower in our weakest hour. He is 
a battle axe in the time of battle. He is bread when we're hungry. He is water when we're thirsty. He is a bridge over troubled waters. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is our provider. He is a guide to lead us. He is a healer of all our diseases. I don't know about you, but I decided that I'm going to lift up my eyes to the hills from which coming my help. Can I tell you where my help comes from? It comes from the Lord. Yes, yes, all of my help. I said all of my help. I said all of my help. Come on, if you can, stand to your feet. 